This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and today on Messianic Vision, our very special guest is Sean Morris. Sean personally experienced a powerful visitation and outpouring of the Holy Spirit in his own home, and it was accompanied by prophecy, deliverances, healing, and the glory of God actually literally manifesting visibly in clouds and oil and sometimes even indoor rain during the worship parts of the, uh, of the service and the, their time together. And what we're going to be talking about today is during this visitation, Sean received proven principles for accessing supernatural realms of God's glory. And he says that you you that are listening can tap into these realms of God's glory. Sean's brand new book is How to Tap into the Glory of God. Sean, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Donna, for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, you know, you use the word tap a lot. What does that stand for? Well, the word tap stands for the anointed principles of God, uh, T-A-P. So I use that a lot uh, because it's a representation of certain principles to Mm -hmm. unlock uh, the print in our life. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I certainly like the way that you've used it in your book, how to tap into the glory of God. Well, Sean, your life started out extremely rough, to say the least. Uh, You were rejected by your father whose family was mostly drug dealers and murderers, um, horribly abused by your mom and your stepfather. And, you know, you were used to being around violence and drugs. Where did this lead for you? Well, around the age of 11, I started using uh, drugs like marijuana, alcohol. And then at the age of 14, you know, I developed a heroin and cocaine addiction. Mm. And, you know, I began to steal cars and uh, rob people and, you know, uh, dealing with a lot of affiliations with other gangs, being into shootouts, and this is a real horrific lifestyle that I, I lived uh, in the rural areas of New Orleans, Louisiana. It yes. was very rough, and uh, the role models that I had were only people that were of the urban street uh, mm-hmm. uh, type of environment, so it, it was really rough. Yeah, and now, and we're not talking about petty things here. Uh, when I when I talk to you and I see you today, and I, you're such a man of God and was so anointed by God, you know, it's hard for me to even Amen. believe this. But I mean, you were arrested you, uh, for robbery, even murder. Yes, yes. Well, uh, I was facing uh, 99 years in prison mm. for uh, armed robbery and attempt murder, but they dropped it down to aggravated assault with a daily weapon. And uh, while I was there, um, I had my first encounter with Jesus Christ. Um, I I went there. uh, I said a salvation prayer. And when I said the salvation prayer, the drug addiction that I had with heroin, now many people that know about heroin, it's not a drug you can just quit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would have withdrawal symptoms physically and also uh, mental withdrawal symptoms. So many people have to have counseling or go through therapy and other narcotics to wing themselves off this drug. 
But miraculously, after I uh, went to prison, um, I, I gave my life. I accepted Jesus Christ, uh, and I began to repent of my sins. And all of a sudden, the drug addiction left me. I mean, I had no 12-step program, only one step, Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I was there, while in prison, I had this miraculous healing and encounter with God from being detoxed from drugs. And so when I, I promised God, if I leave prison, I will never do drugs again. I made that vow to him. However, when I got out, he got me out, and that was just a miracle itself. Yes. And when I got out, I left God in jail. Mm. I encountered him in jail, but I left him in jail. So, I, I you know, uh, I was no longer on drugs anymore. Uh, I figured, like, hey, I'm not on drugs no more, so I'll still just sell drugs. So that became the <laughs> other journey to the second part of my uh, transition in God. Now, you know what? I think that happens to a lot of people, don't you? That if, if they're in trouble, if they're desperate, if, yes. they, if they need something, a change so much, that they will jump in when they see something that might be that, that lifeline. And, and I think you, pro- you probably meant it at the time, but it wasn't, yes. it wasn't you becoming a true believer, do you think? You, I, I think I read, or either you told me, um, you, you weren't really free from your sins. You, you just wanted to be free from prison. Exactly. And see, that's the mindset that most people have when they go to prison. They have encounters with God, but it only be for the purpose of their distress, you know, to mm-hmm. receive freedom mm-hmm. from their prison. But mm-hmm. I wasn't free from the prison in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't want to be free from so much sin, but I just wanted to be free from this uh, prison, physical prison state that I was in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're around a bunch of devils in the lifestyle I was living, it's hard to be an angel. Sure, <laughs> sure. So, so it was very hard for me. Uh, to just leave the lifestyle completely right. uh, that right. was living. And I, I, you know what? I know that some people actually do that. We don't want to discount the fact that some people really do have a, come to a true believing in the Lord in, in these times. But, but I would say, like you, so many people are like you, and uh, you found yourself drawn back into that. But you know what? Thank God for our friends and people that love us so much. You had a friend that you had known since childhood. Tell us what happened with Joel. Oh, well... Uh, let's fast forward to 2008, March the 3rd. Um, from New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, Hurricane Katrina took place. And see, my storms go way before Katrina. Amen. So we migrated to Houston, Texas. And I began to still sell drugs and, and began to still do the same activities that I did in New Orleans. So my friend that used to be in the music business and also into the uh, same lifestyle that I was in, he ended up getting saved. Uh, uh, and he began to evangelize in the neighborhood. Now, by this time, me and him had been talking months, and uh, he came to my house in Houston, and um, he came to me, and he he gave me a scripture. Now, I knew about the Bible. I knew about Jesus. You know, I experienced him in prison, so I know the Bible type, you know, I know about the Bible and things of that nature. So I was like, oh, he's going to give me some religious rhetoric Mm -hmm. about some, you know, some stuff. So he he came to me and he said, "Won't you read Second Timothy chapter three? And he said, "Say it out loud." So I began to read it, and it mentioned about in the par- in the last days there will be perilous times, and men will be boasters, braggers, you know, 
uh, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of, of God, etc. And he said, now show me in this scripture where do you see yourself in this scripture? All of a sudden, Donna, mm-hmm. I kid you not, this electrical surge of power begin to come from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I begin to weep uncontrollably. I couldn't understand what was going on. I never experienced this a day in my life. All of a sudden, you know, I, I said out of my mouth why I was crying because I felt this conviction, conviction that this was overwhelming. And I said, I cannot find nothing in that chapter that does not describe me. I was the whole chapter. All of a sudden, I fell on my knees, and I began to shake under the power of God for hours on my floor, and it lasted for several days in my home. And I, I was I was radically changed and accepted Jesus for the second time in my whole life. And, I mean, this time, it was a true conversion. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We talk about the word transformation or transformed, and when we speak of of transforming power of God, that was certainly you. I mean, you were not only yes. f- you were not only free, but you were new. Tell us about the the difference in you. Well, the difference in me was um, when I transformed the drugs that I was selling. I threw it away. I got rid of all my guns. Matter of fact, when Joel came to my house, I was I was on the verge of plotting to go rob some guys that I knew that had uh, money. And, mm. you know, God just kind of transformed my whole situation. I gave my jewelry away, <laughs> gave away my cars. Anything that had an affiliation uh, with that lifestyle, I just gave it away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I began to uh, just do certain things that I knew I would never do before I even start to evangelize <laughs> at my job, it was crazy. I didn't know. I was like, "Lord, what is going on with me?" Now, kid, let me let me explain this to you, Donna. I was a gangster. Okay, yes. I was not a crybaby and none of this. So I would evangelize and begin to just weep before the people, and people would get radically changed and saved uh, when I ministered them. Now we wasn't seeing healings at that at that particular time, but radical transformations of salvation and deliverance took place when we, when I ministered. And so you were visibly changed. You weren't just changed on the inside. You were changed on the outside to where people took notice. I, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I read that you said um, uh, even your, your managers and your boss there, I mean, they saw such a difference in you that they were afraid to write you up for anything because you knew you, they knew you had God on your side. <laughs> yes. yes. It, it was crazy because, I mean, People at the job begin to get converted, and it was kind of like a mini revival at the workplace because people who used to curse, they would not curse no more. Right. Now, I worked in a kitchen, and it gets pretty hot and heated in the kitchen, and people who would holler and scream and use profanity would watch their words around me. They would change their verbiage. They start going to church. Even I'm, my managers started to come to church with me. It was crazy. It was radical. <laughs> and even the people in my apartment building would give me slack on my rent uh, at the time uh, because, you know, 
God was with me. So they would do favors like that and sow seed to me uh, uh, in that form uh, just because they knew God was with me. Sure, sure. Well, you know what? We talked about Joel, your your longtime friend since uh, childhood yeah. a moment ago, and he had came and he had ministered to you and led you uh, into this to an experience of salvation with the Lord. But then he offered you another gift, Sean. Yeah, Joel, what took place, Joel, um, he invited me to his house. Uh, he gave me some water. And then, you know, we, I saw the Bible in his hand, so I was like, okay, we're about to have Bible study. So uh, we began to pray, and he told me to close my eyes. And he came over to me, and he laid his, his hands on my forehead, and he began to speak into these, you know, these different type of dialect, this different type of tongue. And all of a sudden he starts to tell me, he says, now begin to speak. And when I begin to speak, all of a sudden this, you know, this verbiage came out of my mouth. Yes. It was like a few little syllables. And then all of a sudden, you know, this heat came over my body and I just, I just couldn't even understand it. And I kind of threw some water on me because I had to cool <laughs> down. It was so, you know, it was so powerful, you know, it was very, very strong on me. So when I got home and I was in my shower and, uh, you know, still reflecting on what took place, all of a sudden, that same uh, verbiage came, you know, welling up in me again, and I began to speak in that tongue, but I started speaking sentences. Uh, so it, it, it became more uh, fluent than I was when I was at Joel's house. So I knew I had received something fresh. I didn't know the full extent of it, and I didn't know all about it, but, you know, I knew I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Was it, you know, I, I hear you say that when, when you spoke in this language that your body would just like heat up. Do, do you feel like that that was uh, like a visible sign of the baptism of fire? Yes. And, and, you know, the thing is, Donna, after that encounter, uh, this is when I begin to really uh, uh, evangelize mm-hmm. and people would get mm-hmm. saved and set mm-hmm. free. And, it was, and they would feel that same heat when I pray for them. So it was very transferable. Um, yes. So I knew that it was definitely from the Lord, and it, and it was very powerful and strong. And the baptism of fire, people would get radically changed, radically saved, and delivered. Yes, yes. Well, you know what? Here you are, gangster turned uh, on fire believer, and uh, you're yes. you're saved. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, and you started praying for revival. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, um, what took place around 2010? Uh, I had a desire for revival to come to my city. You know, I would watch tapes about the Azusa Street Revival. I would also watch Sid Roth and, and, you know, and archives about Sid. And I saw these people moving in these miracles and and the miraculous. And uh, it was very powerful and interesting to me. Um, And all of a sudden, you know, I had this hunger. And, I, you know, we started a Bible study in our home, uh, me and my wife, Tora. And, you know, and we would pray for revival consistently. And yes. all of a sudden, that Bible study turned into a church. And we had about 20 members at the most. But I, I wanted more than just church. I wanted something new, something fresh, something that I saw that would happen, you know, it happened at Azusa. So um, several prophets, they prophesied that revival was going to come to uh, our ministry. Mm-hmm. So I began to pray and fast. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I went on this fast. And I was praying in my living room. Yes. Okay, now this this will trip your head. Yes. <laughs> me out. All of a sudden, my wife went to the grocery store. She ran some errands. 
So I began to prostrate myself on the floor, and I started asking God to take me into the Holy of Holies. So as I began to pray, had my eyes closed, I was directly on the floor. All of a sudden, I went into this visitation, and these clouds began to come before me. And God was taking me through the heavens, through the atmosphere of the clouds. And so I was like, Lord, you know, give, you know, give me more. Give me more, Lord. You know, show me your glory, you know. And, and all of a sudden, I, I heard this voice say, you know, tonight revival is going to break out. This is what I heard. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my wife come walking through the door, and she said, what did you do? So I get up. I'm like, what did I do? And all of a sudden, they had this literal, visible fog across our whole house. I thought someone turned on the stove and burned something and left the stove on. It was that thick and that visible. Mm-hmm. Soon as I got up, all of a sudden, I waved my hand, and my wife flew across the, the living room floor. Wow. I was like, wow, what is this? You know, so this was kind of scary to me. Yes. So, you know, I was like, we have a meeting at 7 o'clock. We got to get this cloud stuff out of here. I don't know what <laughs> this is, but, you know, it looks very funny. You know, so I'm like, my wife is falling out every time I get near her. I don't know what's going on. My house is falling. You know, I don't know what's going on. A bunch of chaos is breaking out. So 7 o'clock get here. The meeting started at 7 o'clock. People started walking in the door. All of a sudden, as they walked through the door, the people began to fall forward on their face on the floor, Mm. on marble floor, not being hurt. So this kind of tripped me out. I'm like, I saw people fall backwards before, but I never saw people fall forward before. You know, and they would, as I begin to preach the message, you know, people will fall off their chairs and start screaming and crying and, and saying, thank you, Lord, and crying. I never experienced that type sure. of dramatic, you know, encounter before like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was very new to me. And and you said in that atmosphere, I mean, people were getting saved, people were getting healed. So many things yes. were happening. Yes. I mean, so many people, tumors would fall off of people's bodies. Uh, people will lose instant weight loss. Yes. Uh, gold dust filled our house, and oil began to drip from our ceiling right after the cloud showed up. Uh, it would drip in our living room, our bathroom. Me and my wife's headboard of our bed will be dripping with oil. We'll wake up with our foreheads will be nice and greasy. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you're talking about a literal, something that you could see, something that you could feel, a literal manifestation of God's glory right there in your house. Uh, glory of God. It was visible. Mm. It was tangible and touchable. And and this la- this lasted what? A couple of days? No. <laughs> this 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 revival broke out for 9 months straight in our home. I mean, people the cars would be lined up up the block. People would go into their cars and they'll have a strip of gold dust in all the cars. Mm. People would fall on the floor and have visitations from heaven and hell. Blind eyes would open, deaf ears would open, uh, cancer would dissolve. People, the, the crazy thing about it, Donna, we had no social media at the time. Yes. We had no email. We had no type of form of uh, advertisement to advertise it. People would just knock on our door and say, we heard revival is here. Uh, people was coming from Atlanta, Mississippi, even Wichita, Kansas. Sure. People were hungry. People were hungry just like you were. People were hungry for revival. 
Exactly, exactly. But again, I had no, um, I had the experience, Donna, but I did not have the revelation right. of what was going on. Right, well, because you, you had never been taught any of this, right? You didn't grow up in church, a, a, a spirit-filled church or anything. Well, let's take a little break. Um, you're listening to Messianic Vision with our guest today, Sean Morris, and we're making available to you today Sean's brand new book and his three-CD teaching series called How to Tap into the Glory of God. Well, when a drug dealer, a thief, and a murderer is transformed by the glory of God, supernatural things just keep on happening. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. Did you know there is an unseen heavenly realm that every believer in Messiah is able to access? When you are able to see and hear what God has to share with you concerning His God-given destiny and purpose for your life, you will never be the same. Now, Sean Morris wants to impart to you how to experience the glory realm of God so you can access miracles, healing, supernatural provision, and the powerful gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe with desire, hunger, and endurance, you can tap into the realm of glory just like I did. Call now and get Sean Morris' powerful brand new book and three-part audio CD teaching, How to Tap into the Glory of God, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9476. Chasing after God's presence, chasing after His purpose in life is becoming a glory chaser. Every believer, every person that's listening to the sound of my voice can move in the same glory. Through Sean's brand new book, you will understand understand how to access the deeper realms of God and His supernatural power available to all believers. Discover the proven principles given by God to Sean Morris for accessing these supernatural realms of God's glory. In the glory realm, Sean Morris has experienced the prophetic, dramatic healings, deliverance, the Shekinah glory, supernatural weight loss, multiplication of money, manifestations of oil, the glory cloud, gold dust, gold fillings, angel feathers, and even the manifestation of indoor rain during times of worship. We have seen people, uh, money appear in their bank accounts, money appear in people's Bibles, uh, even money multiplied in offering baskets, and even while people even count their money, it begins to multiply. The book includes anointed prayers throughout so you can receive a deeper impartation of God's glory realm. Plus, you will receive Sean's anointed three-part audio CD teaching that will share the proven principles that God downloaded to him so you can access the supernatural of God. You will learn the measures of faith, how God has already given Given you a measure of faith that can enable you to supernatural abundance and increase in everything you do. How to access the heavenly realms. Sean reveals the keys for keeping an open heaven over your life, removing the time factor. Learn how your faith can break the limitations and restrictions of time. Each audio CD includes powerful prayers for you to begin experiencing God's glory realm moment by moment every day. Whatever situation you're in, when you can tap into God's glory, you can start doing the same things because Jesus said those who believe will do the same things I have done and even greater. I really want to get this brand new book and three CD teaching series called How to Tap into the Glory of God into your hands so you too can be normal. Uh, normal as defined by the Bible. 
Don't miss out on getting Sean Morris' powerful brand new book and three-part audio CD teaching, How to Tap Into the Glory of God, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9476. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9476 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis, and uh, again, our guest today is Sean Morris. Sean, thank you so much for being with us. We want to continue with this interview. And when we went to break, we were talking about a nine-month revival that happened yeah. in your own home, and it kind of spread out to where even your neighbors were seeing a, a mist or a cloud around your apartment or your home. And, I mean, it was right. something that was so literal and so visible. I mean, uh, that is truly, truly supernatural and I know you knew even though you may have not known what it was because you'd never been taught you knew something supernatural was happening so um, yeah let's move on I know at this time you were still working a couple of part-time jobs um, and and ministering some as well Uh, but but God called you to full-time ministry even even that was supernatural Correct, correct. See, at the time, I was working um, for FedEx, and I also had a second job working at uh, a, a Popeye's restaurant uh, serving, you know, cooking chicken in the back. <laughs> and uh, I was working with my pastor uh, at the FedEx uh, place, you know, helping him on a truck delivering packages. And um, at the time, uh, you know, I used to walk to work, and one day the Lord spoke to me. At the time, I didn't know was the voice of the Lord because, again, I was still a new believer, learning different things. Um, and all of a sudden, God told me, He said, "I want you to go into full time ministry." Now I was barely paying a rent, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Lord, full time ministry? Like, where I'm going to get the funding for full time ministry? This is, you know, you got to explain this to my wife. You know, <laughs> I didn't understand this at the time, so I'm like, Lord. Jesus, take the will. And <laughs> yes. So all of a sudden, um, you know, my pastor called me one day. You know, the Lord has, you know, has mysterious ways to get your attention. Exactly. And he said, you know what? FedEx is doing a deep background check on all drivers and also on all helpers. Uh-oh. I have to let you go. And I was so devastated. And then I got home, explained it to my wife. She was kind of upset. And then all of a sudden, I heard the voice again say, I told you full-time ministry. So I was like, okay, God, if you want me full-time ministry, you're going to provide. He said, I will. Now, so I'm walking to work again. I end up going to my second job at Popeye's a couple of weeks later. All of a sudden, I get there, and I look on the schedule next to my name, and it blank, 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 one day. Like, what is going on? He said, oh, we're training some other people from the store. We'll call you if we need to. Oh, no. I say, God, <laughs> you got my attention. <laughs> full-time ministry it is. Amen. So I asked my friend Joe, I said, you know, what can I do to make some extra money for ministry? I never did this stuff before. He said, won't you just sell your CDs of your sermons and, you know, some of your Christian music that I was doing at the time and sell it, you know, on the streets or, you know, uh, you know, ask for a donation of any amount to sell, you know, to get uh, funding for your house. Sure. So I was standing in front of a uh, Walmart one day, and I only sold one CD. Oh. And that's not enough, right? <laughs> n- 
know that it's not enough. Three dollars is not going to pay <laughs> rent. So again, the same voice spoke to me again and said, "Go into the restroom in Walmart, and I want you to pray." So mm. I listened, and I went there, and all of a sudden, I was in the restroom, and this guy walked in the restroom, and all of a sudden, I heard the same voice again say, "You need to pray for James." So I'm like. I don't know no change. So all of a sudden I asked the guy, I say, excuse me, sir, I know you don't know me, and I know this is kind of an awkward situation. We're in the restroom. <laughs> but I want to, you know, I believe the Lord is telling me that you need to pray for James. And he kind of stood back and looked at me funny and said, James, I am James. All of a sudden I called out his mother's name. Wow. I told him what he was doing in life. I just told him about the situation that was going on with him and his fiance. And he fell on his knees in the restroom and began to weep. All of a sudden, I began to weep. So we both walk out the restroom, two grown men crying, <laughs> hugging each other. I'm pretty sure that was an awkward scene uh, for the people that was at Walmart. I'm sure. And so, so I get outside of Walmart, and uh, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit that I now know is, was the voice of the Holy Spirit say, from this day forward, you know that this is my voice. Obey it. Oh, my and that was goodness. my journey to start uh, revivals and things of that nature uh, uh, and into full-time ministry. I had the strength. His voice was my strength to carry on with full-time ministry. And, Sean, to this point, had you moved in that level of prophecy, or was this, a, was this something new for you as well to that level? This was my first time moving in that type of word of knowledge that deep. I never, you know, I I had the experience of kind of hearing the whisper of God before when I got saved, mm -hmm. but it wasn't frequent. And this was so accurate because it was so detailed about this guy's life. It really, it was very scary. And I, I didn't never experience it before. I never sure. saw this happen. I never, I, I didn't have a reference point of any minister that I knew mm -hmm. that moved in that type mm -hmm. of capacity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, and, and I know at this point in your ministry, this is frequent for you. I mean, you are known as a very anointed and accurate prophet. So, wow, that's interesting to find out where that began. Will you tell us about your visitation of Jesus? Yes, um, Don, it, it, it was very powerful. Uh, I had an encounter, a visitation with Jesus. I was standing in front of a, a hospital in this encounter. Could see I was, I was asleep, but he woke me up, basically. And when I woke up, I was in this visitation, and I was standing in front of this hospital with two suitcases. And this, all of a sudden, this huge bus pulled up, and, you know, I got on this bus, and I was like, Lord, you know, what's going on? I'm like, where are you taking me? So I remember I'd seen a scenery like this in a movie before. So I was like, it was nighttime, mm -hmm, you know, I'm mm -hmm. on this bus, and I look at the bus, and I'm like, I'm all by myself on this bus. Not a good feeling. Not a good feeling, not at all. So I didn't know what was going on. So I was asking the bus driver, where are you taking me? And he had this hat on, so he kind of ignored me for a few seconds. So I was like, oh, my God. So I started panicking. I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, the bus driver took off his hat, and he had a crown of thorns on his head. And all, of, all I saw was his eyes, and blood began to drip from it. And I was like, wow, it was Jesus. And, it, you know, this was my first time ever seeing him face to face. And then all of a sudden, 
maybe a couple of weeks later, all of a sudden I was in different churches, and every time I would tell this, this visitation to people, they would kind of fall out mm-hmm. spiritually and begin to kind of cry out, and they would have visitation. So I went to this church, and I asked this pastor, who well, I asked the pastor, my pastor at the time, I said, you know, um, you know, I had this encounter. He couldn't explain it to me. So I went to this prophetic church, and this guy was praying for different people. He passed me by, and then he kind of retracted back and said, he's giving you his eyes. And all of a sudden, I fell out, unconscious on the floor, and I went into back into the same vision and replayed it all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was my encounter with him. All of a sudden, you know, uh, God gave me the revelation of the whole dream. And see, the thing was, in the dream, you know, the hospital represented the church because it was full of sick people. Yes. The suitcases was the indication that I was going to have a traveling, evangelistic type of ministry. Mm-hmm. Now, the part about me seeing his eye represented the fear and prophetic anointing that mm-hmm. was going to be upon our ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and also the blood represented the sacrifices that I was going to have to make Ooh. to maintain that glory. And since that, have you seen all of these come to pass? And to this day, that whole dream came to pass. So every last piece. Now we travel all across the world, several different countries, three different continents all over the world, uh, seeing prophecies, uh, sacrifices, healings, miracles, signs and wonders, and even the resurrection of the dead. Oh, wow. You know what? I definitely want to hear about that. But, you know, as, as we talk, we're talking about this visitation of Jesus, it just it just reminds me that we do have so many people listening. And would you take a moment and pray for those that that they would get sure, a sure. visitation or a revelation of Jesus? Uh, maybe not in the same manner that you did, but something that would be personal to them. Hey, Amen. I would love to do that. Father God, right now, I just thank you for the viewers that are listening right now. Lord, I pray that they have not only a visitation from you, but have a habitation. Lord, that they they will encounter you in a miraculous and a very profound way, Lord. Right now, Lord, I pray that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened so they may see and know the will of God for their life, but also to have that encounter with you, Lord, a face-to-face encounter with the Messiah, Jesus, and that they may encounter his love, his grace, and his presence. Lord, I release this to them now in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, that they will receive results now in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, I just, uh, yes, I agree with you on that. I didn't want to miss that opportunity because I could just feel like you you needed to release that at that moment. Yes, Uh, yes. you know, something you said right before the prayer, uh, that you're you're seeing so many things. Um, AIDS healed, even even people with AIDS, uh, tumors, cancers, yes. blind eyes, so many things. I mean, just seriously miracles um, now that you have yielded your life completely to him. And even the dead raised. Will you give me one example of that? Sure, sure. We have several uh, resurrections that took place in our ministry, but one just recently happened uh, just about uh, last year, uh, the beginning of last year, and this female pastor that I know, uh, she's a very powerful woman of God, she called me, and matter of fact, she was in the hospital with a relative, and uh, she was in the ICU, 
And all of a sudden, you know, we begin to talk about the glory realm and the resurrection of the dead. I was talking about what was taking place in my ministry, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, she get a cold blue, you know, in the room where her relative was. But it wasn't her relative. It was the guy next to him died. He flatlined for 30 minutes straight. You know, he flatlined. He was gone. They called it. All of a sudden, I, you know, she was on speakerphone, and I said, put me on speakerphone. All of a sudden, the spirit of faith rose in me, and I said, I command his spirit to come back into his body in Jesus' name. All of a sudden, they get a heartbeat. The guy rose up, and they begin to run to him and assist him. All, uh, so the woman of God, she went to the nurse to find out all what happened with the guy. And the nurse said it was a miracle because there's a certain protocol timing that they do, that they work on uh, people that die. Yes. And the guy rose up after the timing of the protocol. Once I announced, I called his spirit mm-hmm. to come back into his mm-hmm. body. So this was a confirmed medical uh, uh, resurrection that took place. Don't you love it when medical uh, experts or professionals or, or science professionals, when they actually <laughs> use the word miracle? Yes, that's <laughs> the exact words that came out of her mouth. And uh, it, it really uh, it, it, it shocked the doctors. It shocked the nurses. It was very powerful. And again, the, the thing, Donna, it was just done over the phone by the spoken word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, sometimes God does these type of miracles in a miraculous way that some people just can't explain it. You know, so we see these type of miracles all the time. And again, just recently we had a baby that was born deaf, and they brought the baby to us. We prayed. The baby went back to the doctor, and the baby was able to pass the hearing test. So, we, you know, we have medical report papers for the, those mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love I love that so much. Uh, you know what? I there's there's so many miracles and it's hard to even say which one is more amazing than the other. But you told me about a creative miracle that happened in your ministry. I mean, this was something so um, so radical that ev- even alienated some of your family. Tell us that story. Yes, we. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That yeah. was very powerful and very scary at the same time. Um, we was in we were in New Orleans, Louisiana, so I visited my family and I came there to do a revival for three days. And um, at the last day of the service, uh, this lady um, got hit by a car outside of the church. Uh, her husband ran her over. Oh. Uh, and she was hit. He ran over her. He hit her, and then he ran the car back over her. So the pa- the host pastor, he ran outside. They carried the woman in, and the woman's skin was peeled off to where all it, it was just pink and white. Now she was an African American woman, but she was you know, but we can spell that she you know she was a drug addict. She had you know she was you know had the smells of drug and drugs and alcohol. Uh, but she had a broken bone. Her shoulder, you can see the bone kind of pop out of place. You can see it sticking out the skin. And all of a sudden, Donna, you know, the pastor brought her over to me and said, Prophet, come here. You know, this woman's just been hit by a car. All of a sudden, again, the spirit of faith came upon me. And all of a sudden, the, ladies, the lady looked me in my eyes, and she kept staring. And she said, I know you love me, Jesus. 
So I look behind myself, I'm like, who is she talking to? All of a sudden, she's, her bones start pop, pop, popping into place, and right before our eyes, Donna, this, this, what I'm about to tell you is, is a miracle. Her bone popped back into place. I, now, nobody touched her. Her skin began to grow back on her body. The, 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 the white and the pink part turned back to brown, turned back to her original color. The, 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 the alcohol and the crack smell left her body, and she began to speak in fluent tongues. And it freaked everybody out. My family, everybody started screaming, everybody started moving back. <laughs> and it, it tripped all of us out, and she was back to normal. What, what was more of a miracle, the husband came in and got saved. I bet he did. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a sign and a wonder, right? For sure. That was a sign that made all of us wonder. I was scratching my head myself because I didn't, I didn't have no bait for this. Certainly. I spoke the word. And, Sean, you, you had some family there, right? Yes, my family was there. And, and, and the thing was, all of them just stopped talking to me. They were like, hey, we don't know what this is, <laughs> but uh, this is kind of scary. So we don't know what this is. But some, they begin to follow the ministry, and, and they still serve to the ministry this day. But some was so uh, just, just, I mean, they were afraid. Like, what was that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they didn't know what this was. You know, so it kind of it, it kind of spooked me out as well. So a lot of them stopped talking to me for months, but then we remended our relationship in recent years. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm very powerful. But I'm sure a lot of them were were like you. They had no, they had no grid. I mean, this was not on their radar for something like this to happen. For God to actually perform in this day and time a miracle right before their eyes. So I I can understand, you know, just moving back, you know, that they didn't understand it. Right, correct. And, you know, the thing is, I had no grit as well, Donna. Mm-hmm. Even though I was in ministry, I never saw something to that capacity before. Sure, sure. So it was all new for me as well. Well, at this point, I would say there's probably nothing that you will doubt moving forward. What do you say, Sean? Oh, no, I don't doubt at all. I believe <laughs> God can do anything through anybody at any time. Well, that was certainly a miracle. I agree with you on that. Well, we're talking with Sean Morris, who operates in a remarkable anointing for the prophetic, for healing, and for miracles. His brand-new book, once again, and his three-CD teaching series is How to Tap into the Glory of God. Well, Sean still didn't, as you hear him say, he still didn't understand everything that was happening with him. He had heard about this glory business, but he wanted to know and he wanted to be sure that this was God's glory, that it was real, that it was authentic. And after all, as we said, he'd never been taught any of this. So he started searching for mentors and he found what he calls the glory chasers. We'll be right back. Did you know there is an unseen heavenly realm that every believer in Messiah is able to access? When you are able to see and hear what God has to share with you concerning His God-given destiny and purpose for your life, you will never be the same. Now, Sean Morris wants to impart to you how to experience the glory realm of God so you can access miracles, healing, supernatural provision, and the powerful gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe with desire, hunger, and endurance, you can tap into the realm of glory just like I 
did. Call now and get Sean Morris' powerful brand new book and three-part audio CD teaching, How to Tap Into the Glory of God, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9476. Chasing after God's presence, chasing after His purpose in life is becoming a glory chaser. Every believer, every person that's listening to the sound of my voice can move in the same glory. Through Sean's brand new book, you will understand how to access the deeper realms of God and His supernatural power available to all believers. Discover the proven principles given by God to Sean Morris for accessing these supernatural realms of God's glory. In the glory realm, Sean Morris has experienced the prophetic, dramatic healings, deliverance, the Shekinah glory, supernatural weight loss, multiplication of money, manifestations of oil, the glory cloud, gold dust, gold fillings, angel feathers, and even the manifestation of indoor rain during times of worship. We have seen people, uh, money appear in their bank accounts, money appear in people's Bibles, uh, even money multiplied in offering baskets, and even why people even count their money, it begins to multiply. The book includes anointed prayers throughout so you can receive a deeper impartation of God's glory realm. Plus, you will receive Sean's anointed three-part audio CD teaching that will share the proven principles that God downloaded to him so you can access the supernatural of God. You will learn the measures of faith, how God has already given you a measure of faith that can enable you to supernatural abundance and increase in everything you do. How to access the heavenly realms. Sean reveals the keys for keeping an open heaven over your life, removing the time factor. Learn how your faith can break the limitations and restrictions of time. Each audio CD includes powerful prayers for you to begin experiencing God's glory realm moment by moment every day. Whatever situation you're in, when you can tap into God's glory, you can start doing the same things because Jesus said those who believe will do the same things I have done and even greater. I really want to get this brand new book and three CD teaching series called How to Tap into the Glory of God into your hands so you too can be normal. Uh, normal as defined by the Bible. Don't miss out on getting Sean Morris' powerful brand new book and three-part audio CD teaching, How to Tap Into the Glory of God, an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9476. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9476 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Well, welcome back to Messianic Vision with our very special guest today, Sean Morris. Sean, I am just amazed at some of the things that we are talking about today. <laughs> but I know you were amazed too. And, and as we said before we went to break, some of these things are not anything that you, you had on, on a grid that you would understand. So even though you were moving in miracles that God was really anointing your ministry, it was something that deeply inside of you, you really wanted to understand. Understand. So you started looking for some mentors. Yes, yes. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Donna, you know, the thing is, you know, you know, you can have a, a manifestation, but without the revelation, you can't really remain in that realm. Mm, so I yes. begin to go into this journey uh, into the supernatural. And I'm like, Lord, I need some uh, people that can be example or can teach me how to remain in this realm or give me some kind of 
uh, etiquette of what I'm experiencing. Yes. So, you know, uh, you know, I'm a TV buff, and <laughs> I love watching television. Me too. You know, me and my wife are movie junkies. <sighs> and uh, so I would watch Christian television. I started there because at the time I didn't have a, you know, a pastor. or And the pastors that I, the churches I would go, they didn't have really an understanding of that type of, uh, you know, manifestation that was sure. happening in our ministry. So I began to watch It's Supernatural with Sid Roth. <laughs> I've heard of that show before. Yeah, I heard of him as well. He's a great guy. <laughs> so I, I, I went to the archives, and at the time they had the archives, and I would read and you know, watch different people like Tony Kemp, uh, David Herzog, Mahesh Shava, Kathy Walters, Joe Hunter, you know, Katie Souza, and I would watch these people, and they kind of gave me the verbiage that I needed to speak concerning these manifestations. Because, again, I had the manifestation before I had the revelation. Sure. Um, so these people kind of helped me understand uh, the situation that was happening to me. So I began to get their material, and uh, God began to bless me to where I began to tap from their uh, anointing by getting their teachings, watching Sid, and I began to tap from that realm, and all of a sudden I gained relationships with these several people that moved in a similar glory that I was moving in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you you went to a meeting and someone uh, at that meeting actually had a word from you that, that sort of confirmed this for you. Yes. Well, we were in Dallas, and I was in a meeting with this pastor, and they had these guest evangelists. And, um, and the evangelist, uh, the woman of God, she was very powerful. I mean, she would have gold dust coming out of her Bible, all will be dripping from her hands, uh, and, and just different manifestations. Now, to me, it was kind of freaky because I was like, I don't know if this is stage or is this lady a witch or something. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but she began to talk about the glory of God, and she began to give words of knowledge. Now, I was very familiar with the prophetic voice of God. So when she passed by me, she kind of came back, and she put her hands on my shoulder and said, You are God's prophet, and don't forget it. Now, this was confirmation of what I've mm-hmm. been wrestling with mm-hmm. the whole while. So after she lifted her hand off of my shoulders, something made my eyes go to my hand. And I looked, and my hands was full of gold dust. And everybody came over and started taking pictures of my hands. So when I went back home, all of a sudden in Houston, gold dust would fill the houses Everywhere we went, especially on the children, because God loves to, you know, to manifest His glory on mm-hmm. the children. They're mm-hmm. very innocent, and I mean, this phenomenal, this, 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 this outbreak of gold dust and all begin to happen in my meetings, and this was my first introduction into the glory realm mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because I was looking for someone to impart that glory into my life, and it, and it was very much needed. So this was kind of the first initiation into the quest sure. to find out more about this glory realm. Yes, and you you called these these folks that you found that were moving in this in this glory realm. You called them glory chasers. Yes, I called them glory chasers because these people uh, were not just God chasers. Because many people, you know, they chase God, but they don't really understand God. But these people wanted the presence, mm. the power, and purpose of God. They wanted His his Shekinah to be seen upon them. So they were very, 
they're very much present seekers, glory seekers. So, you know, this was my understanding of a, you know, a, a person that was a glory chaser. And then it, just not knowing that all the while I was going to become a glory chaser myself by me running behind <laughs> these different people to try to find out what was the mystery of what was taking place in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what, Sean? I, I know when you and I have talked, you, you told me that in your search to find the truth and the reality of God's glory and this real this manifest Shekinah glory that that some other people imparted this revelation to you and your goal what I just love so much about your teaching is your goal right now you said is to impart and to to get this revelation to other people so that they can understand and uh, and even move in the same glory that you do Correct, correct. And, you know, that's our purpose, Donna. And, you know, right now, I believe that right now, as I pray, many people are going to receive that same unction to function in the glory realm. Is, is that okay for me to go? Absolutely. Amen. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree right now those who are listening by the sound of my voice, I pray and I declare and decree that they shall have an unction to function in the glory of God. I pray, Lord, that they have a, a, a diligence that will rise up in them to become a glory chaser, to be a chaser after your presence, after your power, and after your purpose. I declare and decree right now that they shall see the Shekinah glory of God manifested in their life in the now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for doing that. You know what? I want to read something just quickly because um, you talked about uh, when you have experienced some of these glory things, and it's not anything that's that's spooky, spiritual, or or anything like that. Uh, you have given in your book. You've given some some definitions of the original words, like in the Greek and the Hebrew, and some of the words. Just listen to these words that are translated glory, splendor honor, reverence, abundance, weight of heaviness, renown, praise, the unspoken manifest presence of God. Wow. You know, when I read words like that, you think that is God. That is God as we reverence him, we honor him, the splendor of his presence that is, I, I love that. This book, I have enjoyed reading it so much, and I have learned so much. I've been a Christian uh, since I was a teenager, and I have to say to everyone listening and to you, Sean, I appreciate this, and I appreciate the teaching in this and just the depth of that. I just, I still look at it when I read those words, and I go, yes, that's, that's the glory, the manifest presence of, of God. Yes, that's Ooh. the person of God. That's his personality. You know, and once we understand the honor system of God, that in his presence, when we give him honor, he gives that same glory and splendor to his children. Mm -hmm. And that's what he wants us to have in our Mm -hmm. daily lives. Once we understand that, you know, once we become a glory chaser. Yeah. You know, you know who else was a glory chaser? (laughs) Moses was a glory chaser. Yes, he (laughs) was. He definitely was a glory chaser. He definitely was. And, you know, Moses, you know, when we look at Moses, you know, he said something very powerful in Scripture. He said, my presence shall go with thee. This is what God spoke to Moses. And I will give thee rest. You know, and Moses said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. 
that's very powerful. Whew. That's very powerful. See, the scripture indicates that without God's presence, there's no physical, mental, or spiritual rest. See, in God's glory, there's a rest. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a mm-hmm. realm of rest. Many people are distressed. You know, they're blessed. And not, you know, you got to be blessed and not stressed, praise God. But God wants us to be blessed and not stressed. Mm-hmm. You know, to, he wants us to rest in his glory. You know, because when we're striving and struggling, you know, that's a part of the curse that was given. But God wants us to have that realm of rest uh, to where we can, you know, see his glory with ease. Amen. Mm -hmm. So it it is very necessary for us to have this in our lives. Yeah. And you know what, Sean, just talking to you, uh, just with what, listening to what Moses said here in the scripture, it sounds to me like he would have said the same thing. He would have said, Lord, if your glory doesn't go with me, I don't even want to go. That's basically what he was saying, right? Yes, this is exactly. Matter of fact, I said something similar during the revival, the nine-month revival. I'm like, Lord, I don't want church. I want your glory. Mm. You don't give me the glory that I've seen in previous revivals that I've studied. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and so God gave me that hunger and that desire and that diligence to seek him for his glory. And that's just being real, right? I mean, you were being real. You were where the rubber meets the road. You were being real with God. I did not know how to be anything else. Remember, I came from the streets, and my model was I keep it real. Keep <laughs> it know, real. As a matter of fact, our first church was on Real Street. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was 3315 Real Street, Houston, Texas, zip code 77087. Oh, my goodness. You know, I kept it real on Real <laughs> Street. So we didn't have any other, you know, format for that but keep it real. So, you know, this is why I stayed away from, you know, I guess I stayed away so long. I wanted real. I didn't want religion. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted the real, authentic God encounter. I wanted to see what they saw in the Bible. Right. And don't you think that's what most people are looking for? Of course. Of course. And this is the reason why, you know, this book is so necessary. These teachings are so necessary. So people can tap into the same realm because, again, I was just an average person trying to find the God factor. And, you know, if God did it for me, he can do it for anyone, you know. So let the chase begin. So, Sean, you are looking for that God factor, and you have discovered some things in this book you said that you want to pass along to other people. Give us some tips to tap into this glory realm. Yes, Donna, thank you for reminding me about the tips to tap. Now, the word tips, the acronym for that is the important principles of how to tap. And tap is the anointed principle. So I'm about to give you some of the important principles. Now, here's one. Discern where the glory and the anointing is and stay there. <laughs> so you must find a place where the glory and the anointing is. You know, most people just go by their regular day, and they just go through the church routines, and, you know, just go through a lot of uh, religious rituals, in routines, but they never find the God factor there. So you need to find a place where these manifestations are taking place, or are teachers that move in this and remain there. Amen? Mm-hmm. So that's one. Two, you can sow into the life of an anointed vessel of God who God is using to impart spiritual gifts into you. 
you know, the Bible tells us, you know, do not neglect the gift that has been prophesied to you by the laying on of the hands of the eldership. There are certain giftings that God is going to release to us, not just by us praying and fasting or, or other principles, but also by us receiving impartation mm-hmm. from others mm-hmm. that, you know, that possess these uh, uh, realms of God. Amen? Mm-hmm. So that is definitely one uh, a very important key. Another key is learning to inhale the atmosphere. Whoa, now that's a teaching all by itself. <laughs> when God first when God first came, you know, to man, when he created man, he blew his breath into man. He blew his wuach breath into man, mm-hmm. and man became a living soul. You know, so sometimes when we're in the service, we've got to learn how to inhale the atmosphere. God is releasing his breath. When God's Shekinah glory comes, that is the breath of God and his presence that's in the atmosphere. So when we intake or inhale that, we become partakers or become vessels of that glory. Amen? Mm-hmm. This is what we call the infilling. If you look at the scripture when Jesus came to his disciples after he resurrected, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. So when Jesus breathed on them, they inhaled his glory and received the impartation. Amen? Yes. So inhaling the atmosphere is very, very important. Amen? Mm-hmm. It gives us the newness of life. Amen? And the last but not least is ask, speak, knock. Amen. Now, that, I can go into great details about that, but, you know, there's different realms of asking. You know, asking first is just the verbiage side of asking, okay? And then after that, the asking brings us into an instructive journey into seeking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then after we seek, we find the door and we begin to knock. The reason why we knock is because we don't have the key. So somebody on the other side got to open the door for us. Right. Amen. Right. So God is trying to open the door for us and give us the opportunity. Hey, if you ask, if you seek and knock, I will open these doors for you. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a difference between asking, seeking, and then knocking. Knocking is an extreme realm to where, look, I need you to open this up to me. I need to come to the other side of this door. So this is a part of uh, of what God is trying to bring to us, and this is a form of becoming a glory chaser and how to walk and tap into the things of God's spirit. We must have we must become a diligent seeker. Amen. Yes, yes, and this is such a simple principle that a lot of us that have been, you know, in uh, believers for many, many years, even since children, this ask, seek, and knock. But when you say it like that and apply it to this principle of seeking that glory realm and and knocking and asking the Lord for it, that is so, so exciting. That's just a, uh, that, that truly is a nugget of wisdom and revelation there. So thank you for that. Well, our time is over. I can't believe it, but uh, I'm Donna Chavis, and you have all been listening to Messianic Vision with our very special guest today, Sean Morris. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get Sean's brand new book and three CD teaching series entitled How to Tap into the Glory of God. Sid? Sean Morris received proven principles of accessing supernatural realms of glory, and now He shares these same principles so you can experience the same glory. Don't miss this opportunity to get Sean's brand new book and the exclusive three-CD teaching series, How to Tap into the Glory of God. 
for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9476. Once again, that's offer number 9476.